All right, welcome to Live, Lead, and In Between, a podcast and show uh, for individuals and leaders who want to go further in life, uh, leading and everywhere in between. My name is Travis Jones, and I am the host for this podcast and show, and it's my honor to be with you today. Uh, We're on episode 11 uh, of all episodes, and uh, you know, I... I've been having a harder time this summer actually recording the episodes than I thought I would. thought I would have more time this summer uh, to do that and, and actually have wound up having less time. So today's uh, topic is actually very, very pertinent to what I just said. Uh, today's topic is is one that I'm feeling hard right now. I'm feeling it really hard. And so this topic is more for, for me and maybe just the therapy for me than it is anybody else. But uh, today's topic is called Death by Schedule. Now, I, I know when you hear those words uh, that you hear a lot of things, a lot of things run through your mind when you hear the words death by schedule. You mainly will probably hear the word busyness uh, more, than, more than anything, uh, even though it's not expressly mentioned in that. But busyness is at its core. So when I first started thinking about this subject matter, um, <laughs> I was actually putting together the list and I was looking back through the things that uh, I kind of wanted to do with regard to podcasts. And I wrote Death by Schedule just down. Little did I know that I would be right in the throes of it when uh, the, the scheduled time came up. But the real topic here is busyness when we're talking about death by schedule. Now, I, I, I've listened to uh, tons of podcasts and uh, tons of uh, messages by speakers and things like that. And one thing I will all always remember uh, for as long as I live is there was this one speaker uh, that actually wrote, or not wrote, he, uh, he actually spoke a, a message and uh, the message was entitled Death by a Thousand or 10,000 Paper Cuts, right? And um, it was about how pastors and, and leaders, uh, it's not the one thing that gets them, it's the 10,000 little things that actually add up to be the one big thing. And, and your schedule is a lot like that. Uh, and, and death by schedule simply means you are overscheduled and you're busy. And I'm going to say a couple things in here that you may or may not agree with. I'm not even sure that I fully agree with them at this point. But um, busyness, I think, is the real topic here and the real issue here. And I'm going to say uh, this to start off with. A lot of times we are busier than we need to be and busier than God ever intended us to be. Now, the quickest way to determine this is to attack it with um, your schedule, with your planning tools, and you'll begin to real quickly see the things that you've put all over the place and um, where you'll find things need to be cut and things don't need to be cut. Uh, so death by schedule is a real thing. Uh, it's one of those things where it's it's you've said yes to too many things, and you've not said no to enough things. And when you say yes to too many things, you wind up overscheduling because everything becomes important in that moment, which really means nothing is important. Nothing gets your full attention. Your full attention. Uh, so, so as leaders, how we manage our time and our schedule not only has an impact on us, but it has an impact on those that we lead. I mean, wouldn't you love to get the most out of your day, every day when possible? And now, I know I would. I have a set thing in my mind when I come into the office of things I want to accomplish that day. And sometimes I get those accomplished, sometimes I don't get those accomplished. But I find I get those accomplished when I I actually schedule myself appropriately and prioritize those things that are important, even with uh, family life. Like right now, uh, if I look at my home life, I'm literally painting my house right now. And I put forth this plan uh, 
that I was going to have my house painted by the end of summer. I'm doing it all myself, and uh, my house is a fancy rectangle if you just look at what it, what it looks like from the sky. And so I have painted the backside, and I've painted the other side, and both of those sides have taken way longer than I thought, and I'm actually behind schedule by a month right now. And so that let me know that I had unrealistic expectations uh, when it comes to things. So uh, again, it's super stressful, and I've found myself going, man, I should have thought through that better. So today we're going to look at that. We're going to look at all the things associated with that, and we're going to answer the question, do you have to be put to death by schedule? Is your schedule really uh, indicative of the things that are important to you? And are the things on your schedule actually things that need to be on your schedule? And we're probably even going to look at a couple of tools. I'm going to let you know what I use to actually help manage myself with that kind of stuff. So so let's get started. So I'll be honest when I, when I start this off and say this. I, a lot of times, wear my busyness um, my, and my full schedule like a badge of honor. You know, uh, and if you think about it, people, people will come up and say, hey, how are you doing? And uh, my first response isn't good. It's usually, oh, busy, right? I say busy, and then I proceed to tell them all the things that are going on. Uh, sometimes I proceed to tell them these things, and they didn't even ask. So I tend to wear my busyness uh, as a badge of honor. And I'm sure there's a lot of us out there who actually do that. And, and I'm not sure why we do that, but we do. Uh, maybe it's part of a defense mechanism so that you don't get found out. Maybe that's why we're immediately talking about how busy we are. But that, that may be a topic for another show. Uh, I want to be practical with this because being practical and applying the correct tools to this helps helps you narrow down the busyness issue uh, and develop margins. And I love the concept of margins. I say margins as a concept because I think a lot of us have a hard time with the concept. Uh, you know, in the Scripture and Bible days, they were only allowed to harvest um, certain areas of their, their fields, and they had to leave the edges and the margins for those who did not have so that they would have enough as well. And so nowadays, if you take that a principle and apply it, most of us, we tend to harvest the entire field. as We, we squeeze as much juice out of the orange as we possibly can get because we want to utilize every little part of it instead of leaving some uh, for someone else. And we do that with everything. We squeeze as much time on a subject as we possibly can because we want to be good stewards while all the time we probably had the answer to what we were trying to accomplish early on. We've just created busy work for ourselves. So I love the idea of margins and I say again concept of margins because I'm not great at it. I'm not great at creating creating margins. But the one thing I do know is that when margins are present in my life, I function at a whole different level. I function at a a healthier level uh, than I would normally without margins. When there's no margin set up, when the, when the, the guardrails are actually, you know, pressed through and I'm outside of where I should be, um, I get super stressed, super stressful. And then I begin to try to take control of the situation, which had I just observed the margins and the boundaries that were set up, I wouldn't be stressful and things would, would get done. So again, margins are a huge part of this. But again, that's probably a topic for another show, but it is a part of this particular show. So I'm going to say something here. I'm going to make a statement. And um, I, I know it, it, it offended me when I said it to myself, and I'm pretty sure that I'll have people that will disagree with me when I say this. But being busy is, is all about not feeling like you have enough time. And my statement that will probably offend or, or you'll disagree with is this. You do have enough time. Now, I'm going to say that again. 
you do have enough time. Now, let me elaborate on this. You know, you do have enough time to get things done. You do have enough time to spend with family. You do have time to pursue that degree you've been thinking about. You do have time to get work done. You have time to rest. You have time to date your spouse. You have time to do whatever, insert whatever you want. The time is there. You have enough time. Time is actually all you have, though it's not guaranteed. But you do have enough time. The problem isn't the, the amount of time you have. It's what you place in priority and what you pursue during the time that you have. So let's just let's just be frank and honest right here. If you're a married person and you don't pursue your spouse because you don't have time for that, then chances are your marriage isn't going to last that long. Which is more important in that setting? Pursuing your spouse, taking the time to date your spouse, to, to do these other things, or pursuing your work life, right? A lot of men will throw themselves into their work life and not pursue their spouse because men, men were designed to work. That's part of our, our deal. Not that ladies were not, but, but men, if you're coming from a biblical perspective, working the field, that's part of things that are ingrained in us. But we have to take time for the things that are important to us and the, the things that should be important to us. And one of those is our our marriage, if we are married, our spouse. So taking time to pursue that, making that a priority. If you do that, then the other things take care of himself. So you do have enough time. The problem is what you place in the priority seat when it comes to time. So that's a question that every single person has to answer for themselves. What What is your priority? What are your priorities? And by and large, there are some things that are priority and should be in order. Um, and, you know, I've did other podcasts about that, so I won't go in too much into that. But practically speaking, once you've kind of engaged that question internally, what is my priority? That begins to set the stage for your schedule. So for example, for me, I'm going to say what I should, what I should have as my priority is my relationship with the Father in heaven. That my relationship with God should be my utmost priority and I should pursue that even if it means I have to get up earlier, right? And boy, I like sleeping because I have a two-year-old and one on the way, and trying to get all that sleep in, I can. But, but I, if my if my relationship with my heavenly Father is priority, then I can get up a couple minutes early to go read Scripture and spend time with Him, or I can do other things that actually engage in that relationship with Him, other than rolling over and turning on the TV and watching, you know, mindless hours of shows. So, so my number one priority should be that. Now, my problem is. I get so busy with work, I get so busy with home life, doctor's visits for my kids, school, and all kinds of other things coming up and meetings that I've got scheduled that I can lose track of what I've got scheduled. And I wind up inadvertently saying yes to things that are not priority in my life. Now, a practical way to actually address this uh, one of the practical ways to address this for me has been uh, the use of the correct tools. Now, when I was a children's pastor a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I, I got a book by Jim Weidman, uh, who I, I love him as an author. I, I got to meet him one time um, at a restaurant in Texas. And uh, the book that uh, kind of shifted my thinking uh, was called Stretch, you know, structuring yourself. And I think it's structuring your ministry and yourself for growth right? And you can look it up. It's, it's great. And it's just a very practical guide to things you can do uh, to actually structure yourself in a way that your priorities 
are in alignment and there's actually growth and not stagnation that occurs. So I read this book and there was nothing like like super enlightening about it, but these were practical things that the author, Jim Weidman, actually did. And one of the things that was super humbling about um, the whole encounter, it's a small, slim book, was he describes his schedule. And I promise you, when I read through the things that he did on a regular, reoccurring basis, I almost threw up a little bit. It made me nauseous, the amount of stuff that was going on in this man's life. Because I looked at that, and there's, there's no way. I don't have the margins for that. But it all turned out to be that that Jim, he he created the margins for those things by the way that he handled himself and how he handled his schedule and what was priority in that. So I'd encourage you to pick that book up. It's called Stretch. Uh, it's a very short read. Like I said, it's not gonna you're not going to come away with like any crazy life-changing principles, but it gives you some really, really good practical things that, that I picked up and started doing. So let's talk about those practical things uh, for just a moment. Let me tell you what I use. So um, I'm a big fan of Apple. Um, I, um, you can say I'm a part of the Apple cult. Um, I tend, I have an iPhone. Um, I have an iPad. I have a Mac. Uh, a MacBook Air is what I went with, and I have an Apple Watch. And you may say, "Well, you're crazy. You've got all these things. You don't need all those things." Well, um, I may at one time not have needed all those things, but I have found that I have found a need for those things as my life has become more um, busier. Or I just I should probably just say as my life has become more, uh, as I have been given more responsibilities. So I jokingly tell uh, the staff that I oversee that if I don't put what you're telling me in my phone, or you don't send me a message or text message, I'll forget because my brain is for thinking, right? And my phone um, and my iPad or whatever device I have is for remembering. I put down stuff in there so I don't have to remember it. And my brain is for processing and thinking through ideas, concepts, and, and bigger, bigger things like that. Now on a side note, the one thing I love about Apple and you can do with a lot of other devices is the cloud. I love the cloud, how everything syncs from one device to another, how I could be sitting in one place, pick up my iPad, take a note um, on uh, my note app, and it will sync to all my devices. And if I don't have my iPad, I can pull out my phone and see that same note. Um, and, and it's just an amazing, I, I mean, I love it. It helps me to know in, but that's just one of the tools that I use. Um, again, one of the other things that I use personally is the uh, Apple Calendar feature, the iCal. My wife also has uh, an iPhone. And uh, her and I have a shared calendar. She has my work calendar. When I place things on there, she sees it. Our personal calendar is on there. Our grocery list is on our is on our list uh, through the cloud. So that way we can add things, take things away. And uh, it's it's been a lifesaver. Uh, there are times when uh, my wife will ask me, I didn't. She'll say, I didn't know you had a meeting scheduled. And I'll be like, I, it's on the calendar. She'll go, Oh yeah, right. Uh, or the same thing with me. She'll she'll say she's on call, and I'll, I'll be like I didn't know that, and she'll say it's on the calendar. So we're able to go back and forth with those type of things, and always kind of be in the know about what's coming up. And if I schedule something that is in conflict, she sees it immediately and comes up to me and says, "Well, we had something else scheduled," then I'm able to reevaluate that. So using the right tool is very, very helpful. When I look at my calendar, I have multiple calendars that I can click off and on and, and be able to see what's happening um, at any one given point. I have a personal calendar. I have um, the staff that I oversee. I have their vacation calendar on that. So I know when they're out, I can click that off and not have to look at it. Um, while I'm looking at my, my stuff I have to do, um, I can click at my work calendar and my personal calendar. I can cross-reference them. I even keep track of the bills, the monthly expenses 
um, that are regularly set monthly expenses and when they're due on my calendar, I can click those and off. So I have a, a bird's eye view of what's going on at any time. And the thing that actually is fun that happens is when I click my personal and my work on at the same time, and it brings up both of those calendars, and I look at those calendars, I can begin to see where my priorities lie. If I'm busy, super busy at work, and there's things that are scheduled in my personal calendar that I'm not looks like I'm going to have a problem getting to, then I know I'm out of whack with that. One of the rules I try to keep, and I say try because it doesn't always happen, but I try to keep to I uh, to a specific rule of I'm not going to be out of the house or away from home more than two nights a week. That's a general rule that I try to keep. And that goes for meetings I schedule. That also goes for meetings that are scheduled that I'm a part of, right? If, if something is scheduled out in advance and I pull up my calendar and I have something else I need to have, need to have happen, and I'm already at my limit of two, I will push it off to the next week or I'll try to schedule it the week before, but I try my best not to engage my 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 work calendar outside of regular business hours no more than twice a week so that way i don't put my family in a place to feel slighted or like they're not priority and that helps me to stay sane when it comes to that kind of stuff um i mean so that's just an idea of what i use um some of the other elements that i do i i'll use i'm not a big fan of meetings um and i'll specifically say this if there's not a need to have an in-person meeting, I don't believe we should have one because they take time and resources away from people. So when it comes to work-related items, uh, my team that I lead, if there's no need for it, we will communicate via an app we use called Signal, right? We communicate via text that way. Um, that way we can keep the common thread. And I've got my team and my team leads on two different Signal chat threads that I'm able to communicate with. If it's something that requires some in-person stuff, I schedule that with those I lead. And I try to lead by example in that and not just drop into their office unless everybody's just got a downtime um, because that's that's not honoring their time because I wouldn't want them to honor or dishonor my time that way. So I make sure that those things are scheduled in advance with that. And it's for by and large, they're, it's, a, it's an appreciated thing both ways. So again, just practical things that I do to make sure that I keep my time and life in alignment with the actual priorities so that I don't wind up looking at my schedule and thinking, oh my Lord, when is this going to be over? Oh, or oh, or I should say, looking at my schedule and going, oh, wow, I can't, I, I can't do this, right? If you ever get to that point when you look at your schedule, you are overscheduled, and that's where that whole saying death by schedule comes in. And you can handle being overscheduled once or twice, but if it comes becomes a constant in your life, there's going to come a breaking point where you're going to drop all the balls you're spinning, all the plates are going to fall that you, you're holding up, they're all going to break, and you're going to be left with the pieces, and it's going to take you so much longer to put those things back together and get them back to a place of momentum that they were before, that if you had just prioritized, used the right tools, that you wouldn't be experiencing that. So, Again, death by schedule is the topic. I'm sure you have your own interactions with, with the topic. Uh, you're probably listening to this right now going, Travis, you didn't say anything that I didn't already know. And like I said at the beginning, this was probably more uh, for me than it was uh, for you, just for therapy, because I'm in the throes of it right now with school starting back and, like I said, doctor's visits and my work schedule. And so I'm right in 
the middle of it. But what I believe is that you and I, we can be better as leaders if we prioritize our schedule, keep the things that are important, really important, the wildly important things, keep those things ahead of everything else and take care of those things and let those things dictate the rest of our schedule. When we do that, when we let those things dictate our schedule, then we won't experience death by schedule. We'll actually experience life. And I think that is where we should leave it today. So with that said, um, before I get into the little spiel about this has been live, lead, and in between, I think our next um, podcast that I'm going to, the next subject matter I'm going to try to tackle um, is going to be a subject matter that I've titled the everything is important distraction. Um, and I, I know for most of us out there, it kind of goes along with the death by schedule. Not everything is important. But until then, this has been Live, Lead, and In Between. <laughs>